rejoice. Rejoice. You can rejoice. It's okay. You're allowed to smile a little bit. You're allowed to, to have that joy in your heart as we are now getting closer and closer to celebrating the birth of our Lord. We rejoice. And I'm sure I'm going to give a scenario. I'm sure that in your family today, when everybody got out of bed just about the same time and everybody came down quietly to the kitchen and sat and had breakfast together and sang hymns to the Lord and praised God on this joyous Sunday. And then everybody together went off, got prepared, put on their Sunday best and everybody got in the car and prayed a rosary on the way to church together. And the whole family came here with such joy in their heart and there was just such gladness and joy on the whole way. And now here you are together. And isn't that just the most fantastic story you've ever heard? Because <laughs> trust me, the Degansic family was not like that when we got up in the morning on Sunday. Think about it. You know, our families sometimes are that place where so many good things happen and sometimes some more difficult things. And I think it's important that we recall that we're supposed to be a people of joy, of rejoicing. And St. Paul, I love that reading from today. On the third Sunday of, of, of Advent every year, we have a reading along those lines where we're reminded that we're a people of joy, that we're a people of rejoicing, that even in the midst of our penitential season, that even in the midst of this time of preparation, this craziness, the interesting things that maybe happen in our lives and in our families, in the midst of all of these things, we are still a people of joy. And so no matter what goes on in your family, whatever went on in your family this morning before you came here to church, you're supposed to be filled with joy right now. I remember so many times being in the car ride with my dad on the way to, to church and we were not, we were not, we were not joy. I'll just leave it at that. Some of the things that were being exchanged and this slapping and the hanging and stopping, you, you know, that, that might be what the way we are and that might be part of who we are. But we're supposed to get back to joy. Now, I want you to do something for me now. Think of those moments when you did experience joy. Think of maybe a moment in your life when real joy happened. And I'll bet any amount of money right now that there was another person involved. I don't think anybody would say, you know, oh, oh, that real joy happened that day that I got the new muffler on my car. I might have felt good that my car wasn't making noise anymore, but that didn't bring me joy. Most people, a lot of people would say, oh, the birth of a child, a wedding day, a baptism, an ordination, a time when someone shared in the life of another deep spiritual moments a lot of times. Joy is that way. Joy always says there's another. And that other is so incredibly important in my rejoicing. Now, St. Paul gives us some insight and he says a couple of very important things. The very first thing he says, you want joy? Pray unceasingly. I think that goes without saying, doesn't it? Pray unceasingly. From the morning, you, the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed at night, praise God. Praise God with your life. Praise God with song. Praise God in your rosaries. Praise, just praise God throughout the day. Because if we're doing that, yeah, there'll be a lot of joy in our lives. But fast forward a little bit in that reading today, and he gave what I think is the more important piece of advice. Refrain from doing evil. Evil. 
refrain from doing, you know, moments of joy, a lot of times come with someone else. And so do moments of pain and anguish. How often for one another, we are the source of hurt. How often for one another, we are the source of someone else's pain. Maybe by the way we treated them or the thing we said to them. You know, that's what it's all about, really. When you, when you really start to boil things down, we pray to the other, to God. We say to God, I praise you, O Lord, my God. Help me to refrain from every evil. Now, a lot of people, when I say something like that, and I think it's funny to watch people's reactions, a lot of times, I'm not an evil person, Father. I'm not evil. I say, oh, you want to bet? Let's give it a try. You ever tell a lie? Don't answer. I'm not looking right now for an actual answer, so don't call it out and blurt it out. You ever tell a lie, maybe a big lie? That's an evil. It's a moral evil. Refrain from doing evil. Here's, a, here's one. Did you ever get angry at somebody and chew them out? That's an evil. That's a moral evil. It goes against the fifth commandment. I could, you know, I could do this all afternoon right now. You know, people say, I'm not evil, and we're not. We're not evil. We were created for good. We were created for God. And yet that strange little thing called original sin crept in. And so we have this tendency sometimes to allow our passions to dominate. We have this thing inside of us, this brokenness within us, within our nature, that does bring about evil. And these moral evils are, are so destructive, aren't they? Think of in your homes, think of in your families, that time when someone just irrationally snapped at someone else and the tension that ensues sometimes for days. Think of the person that's got addiction problems or the person that's got, you know, problems with just even caring about anybody else or the, the one who's just always ceaselessly berating somebody in the family. These are the things that the devil loves. And that's why St. Paul says, no, I want joy. That's what God wants. And so how we treat one another is huge in the Christian life. And it's a huge thing that we ought to be paying closer attention to, I think, now more than ever. The family should be the place where we find the best hospitality. Remember our Advent themes? Have you been following with us? The whole thing with the Jesse tree and tra tracing our heritage and our lineage, even our own personal family heritage and how we got to where we are. There was a time when that the family heritage, what we were handing on was how to be better people, how to be loving people, how to take care of one another, how to, how to be there, to, how to make our homes wonderful and welcoming. And it should be the place of the best hospitality we experience anywhere because family is important to God. And where has the devil, especially I'm going to say in recent decades, pointed all of his arrows? At families. Marriage in the families. He wants to break them up. And that, so how does he do that? We don't even think about it sometimes, the way we treat somebody else. How we just blow somebody else off. How we sometimes just snap, or we just lose it, or we tell the lie, or we, we manipulate, or, or we, we sneak out and do what we want to go do. The devil likes that kind of stuff, but God doesn't. And so God wants you to have joy. Think of the moments, again, I'm going to go back to it. Think of the moments of joy. None of those things were happening. The devil was not happy when you found joy. When you looked at the other person 
and were melted. And when you looked at the other and you said, thank you so much for being part of my life. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for helping me. Think of the joy that, that we sometimes experience in just the simple things in life. Helping someone carry a package up to the door. Helping that old person get up a step. Looking at the person sitting next to you and just giving a smile. What a difference that makes, doesn't it? And that's who we're supposed to be as Christians. And for some reason, that got lost. And so we're reviving it, starting in our families, starting with the way we treat people who live in the same house as we do. How are we treating them? What are we saying to them? That, I think, is important. So here's the thing. Let's work on getting the perfect Christmas gift for next week. Let's start working on getting those perfect Christmas gifts. So I'm going to say it right now. Putting a brand new car in the driveway with a big bow on it is not going to fix all of last year's problems. That's just not going to do it. It's a nice thing to do if you need a new car. Go get yourself a new car and put it in the driveway and put a big bow on it. Going out and buying that jewelry from whatever that jewelry store is that always thinks that you can solve everybody's problems by just give her some jewelry and everything will be okay, right? but the problems are still there. So two things I think would be great Christmas gifts that we can work on starting today. The first one is, this is, this is one that I think is completely lost. Ask God to help you develop self-mastery. Become the master of yourself again. Before God, God. Help me to control my reactions. Help me to express myself lovingly. Help me to say clearly what's going on inside of me. Help me to be the master of myself. Help me, O oh Lord, for I'm a sinful person. And when I've fallen, please, when you fall, seek the grace of God. Examine your conscience every day. And if you recognize somewhere in that examination that, yeah, I did do something that was evil to somebody else. I did hurt somebody else. I did do something. Well, go to confession. Start there. Talk to the priest and let him know. I'm not that person and I don't know why it happened. I want to change. Well, self-mastery is the way to change. St. John Paul II used that expression quite a bit when it came to families. The second thing that I think we really need to give as the most important gift is to give the gift of self. Just give yourself to the other. Be in service to the other. Be in service to God, of course, but be in service to one another. If we're giving ourselves to each other all the time and you're giving yourself to me. Wow, it's going to be a wonderful life. Think about it when I'm there to help, when I, when I see you first and not the problem. You know what the thing that I think tears most families apart? And I give this advice to people all the time. Stop looking at others. Stop looking at your spouse or your children or your parents or, or the other people. Stop looking at them as a problem to fix. Isn't that what we do? We, we, you, know, you look at your spouse and you go, if you would just change this, then I'd be okay with you. No, I love you. You know, I, I want to be there for you. What is it that we can start to work on today? How can I show you that I want you and only you? And then help each other to start changing those little things that create the wedges, that create the hurts. You want to make a good Christmas gift? Forget about all the stuff. 
Stuff doesn't fix problems. Am I clear? Am I clear? The things will not take away. They should be expressions of the love that I have already, not to try to replace it or to fix it. So things will not change the problems. But what can be done through self-mastery and the gift of myself to you, we can fall in love again. And we can start cultivating love once again. Look at St. John the Baptist. If you want the person that epitomizes what we should be, it's St. John the Baptist. Now this year, I like this year because we get St. John the Baptist for the two weeks of Advent every year. But this year we get the softer, gentler John the Baptist. This year we didn't get that John the Baptist, you brood of vipers, who told you? you? He wasn't accusing or doing any of that. Today he just said, I'm not the one. Look at that. He wasn't self-centered. He could have been. People, hordes of people were coming up to him and saying, are you the Christ? Are you the one? I'm not. I am not. I'm not the center of attention. But there is one who is. Self-denial. Self-control. Self-mastery. Change your ways. Prepare for the coming of the Lord. You want a miracle on Christmas? Does anybody here not want a miracle on Christmas? Because I always love, I love hearing about the miracles on Christmas. Isn't it wonderful? It's a great thing when you hear some of those stories, how, you know, someone who was estranged from the family is now back in the family, or someone who had been hurt by somebody else can reconcile, and all these beautiful stories that we hear. You want that, invest yourself. Give yourself and let the other know it's only about you. I care about you today. I pray for you. I want to be there for you. So maybe it won't be like it was the way I started this homily where you're going to get up on Christmas morning and everybody's going to gather around the tree and sing spiritual hymns to God and everybody's going to just, and it's all going to go so beautifully and so wonderfully and everything. Maybe it won't be like that, but at least let's not lose an ideal like that so that we can at least have something to strive for, something to shoot for, something to accomplish because when we keep lowering the standard and lowering the standard look what happens so let's work on holy families let's start working on loving families let's start looking at one another not as a problem to be fixed but as a person to be loved and i give myself and spend myself totally for you and if you do the same in reverse then we'll have the most beautiful and wonderful christmas ever Make it a coming home this year, because when we get there, it's going to be a joyous reunion. God bless you.